Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtech.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtech today. Nurtech, baby. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and our great friends at CNY Electrical. Log on to cnyelectrical.com in the greater central New York and New York State area. If you are in need of residential uh, or commercial electrical needs, Sean and his team will take care of you. CNY Electrical, a proud NL Sports Platter sponsor. And I should also mention, folks, we're back, man, with golf. Go play golf courses, get outside, get the fresh air. And our official golf course here of the ML Sports Platter is Camilla's Golf Club. Make sure you visit their website, camillashillsgolfclub.com. Get your 2021 membership today, or just go out and play Camilla's. Great views, awesome greens, and uh, spectacular food after your round as well at Camilla's Golf Club, the official golf club of the ML Sports Platter. Well, it's an absolute delight to bring him onto the program. A former head coach in college basketball, you'll remember him patrolling the baseline uh, at Kent State, at Rutgers, at Cleveland State. Been out of the game for a few years now. He won a MAC regular season uh, championship in 2001. He won two MAC tournament titles in '99 and 2001. Horizon League regular season in 2011 and a Horizon League tournament in 2009. Also a Matt Coach of the Year in 99 and 2000. Horizon League Coach of the Year in 2008. And now he's an author. You can go get his book online, Amazon.com, where books are sold, major bookstores, etc. Ten Principles of a Character Coach. It is Gary Waters. Gary, thanks so much for a few minutes, man. How are you? Well, I'm doing well, Mike. Thanks for inviting me. No doubt. So before we get into you know the book and, and some of the things uh, that I wanted to uh, bring up from your coaching career, obviously last night, Baylor. I mean, Baylor beats Gonzaga in the national championship game. They really they came out of the gate, and there was no question uh, about it. I know the, the lead got down to nine at one point, but what impressed you the most about Baylor against Gonzaga? And I can't imagine being Mark Few this morning waking up and knowing that my only loss was in that title game. Yeah, it, that, that was very tough. You know, he had a fabulous season. I mean, remarkable. 
And people don't realize when you're the number one team in the country from day one, every game you play, you're getting the A best game of everybody you play. So you got to be up and ready to go every time you hit the floor. And you got to do it against different styles of play. And, I, you know, I, my hat goes off to Mark Few. But in that game, I, you know, if I assess it, a couple things happened. One, I think that uh, quickness was a, was a little problem for him. I thought the guards at Baylor were, were a little quicker than the guards at Gonzaga. I thought uh, their defense was was really tough, and I think that quickness created that. And I also feel that uh, that you know Gonzaga really, you know, it seemed like they didn't have enough energy, and that last game may have pulled a lot out of them. I mean, think about it. That last game was really tough for them. And for them to come out of that and then be where they're at today, you know, because just think about it. They hit maybe, say, four or five more threes, they're in the game. Yep. But I tell you, uh, Baylor was unbelievable. They really were. The guards are incredible. They've got just big balance, uh, big versatility, big guys, uh, uh, super athletes across the board. And you think about where they were nearly 20 years ago, um, <laughs> the state of that program, Scott Drew coming in. And oh, really yes. revitalizing it. It has to go down as one of the great resurrections in college basketball history. You know, you you obviously know all about the NCAA tournament. I I, I can't imagine what these guys went through this year with the with the coronavirus stuff and, you know, going to the India, kind of a quasi-bubble. It wasn't quite the bubble that the NBA and the NHL had. But did, did you ever think of it this year and saying, man, I'm actually glad I'm not head coaching right now in this tournament? <laughs> Mike, you're exactly right. Yeah. But I tell you, I, have a, I, had a, I had a past player and a, uh, and a past coach in, 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 the, in the tournament. One uh, was at Arkansas. He was a past player. Uh, you may remember the player Earl Boykins. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was in it. He, he coaches at uh, at uh, Arkansas. And I had a player uh, also. One of my assistants was at uh, Illinois Chicago. And so now you have. I'm talking to both of them on the phone, and they had the exact concept and the exact uh, feelings when they called me. They both said, "We're in prison." in this bubble we can't move we can't do anything he says we got to line up in lines to go to eat to do everything we do and they said uh they get an hour a day to go out in the yard i said oh man that does sound like prison (laughs) yeah no doubt about it um do you miss though the i mean you know that the tournament comes on i know last year we didn't have it but uh you know thursday friday those first two days although this year was a little different with with it starting on a friday but you know, you're you're at home and it comes on right there at high noon. You know, dun 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 dun. I mean, do you do you miss the the band, the pageantry, your team running out, the competition, the bracket? Uh, there's always hope when the first ball goes up for everyone, right? And I mean, I now anybody can beat anybody. The game's so wide open now. We've seen a 16 beat a one. You coached at some clubs that that gave people fits as mid majors, even though I hate that term. It's just what we we still <laughs> yeah. use, and, and, and everybody recognizes. But do you miss that the, that that tournament feel? Waking up in the morning and knowing you're in the big bracket, you're dancing with a chance to do who knows what in any situation. Let me say this, Mike: there is no other feeling in, in sports better than that. I mean, you just being there and being a part of. It. But I tell you, even this. You know, I had not missed a, uh, a Final Four, you know, going to the Final Four tournament. Uh, 
in uh, in 32 years. Wow. So this was these last two years were big for me. I missed a lot in these last two years. No kidding. Let's get to the book a little bit here. Um, obviously online uh, where books are sold, Amazon.com, major bookstores. We're talking with Gary Waters, the former head coach uh, at multiple universities, college basketball, uh, Cleveland State, Rutgers, Kent State, and a terrific career in his own right. Ten principles of a character coach. Go through you know those principles um, and, and, and kind of what you're trying to, to get through. What's the message as you list those ten principles of a character coach, Gary? Well, before I mention the principle, can I mention something else? Here's something I, the reason why I wrote this book. You know, I was going into retirement, and uh, and at the time, college basketball was going under scandal in a lot of areas, and I was really struggling with this. You know, that was this was my last year on the NABC board, so I, you know, I was just saying, man, this is tough. So when I went back, I said, uh, you know, let me go back and and see where all this started and see how the man who created the game felt about this. So, look, can you you mind if I read something real please, quick? Please, please do. No, please do. Uh, I went back to Naismith and it's in my book and it says Naismith believed that if you elect to be a coach, it was also your responsibility to be an advisor, a counselor and a father figure and to act at all times as an example to the athletes in your care. He also envisioned that sports should develop character, foster patriotism and instill ethical values that would serve the participant well in later life Hmm. and when i read this mike i said what are we doing any of this today (laughs) or are we way off from this then i said well let me write about this and that's when i came up with this book 10 principles of a character coach and and the principles are all designed to help people be just better people and it it, it can be in sports it can be in business you can can be in leadership whatever you want these principles are designed to do that and there's 10 of them the first one starts out and i did this purposely it started out god over everything and i wanted to say put god first in what you do and the reason why i said that is because many people put themselves as gods and they and before you know it they're doing all the wrong things Principle two, improve yourself and others. Principle three, live with integrity and honesty. Principle four, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I thought that's a very good chapter. Love unconditionally. I put that in there, number five, because, you know, I had many players that were were single parent children. And, And they really, some of them didn't really know what love was all about. So I wanted to show an example with the way I love my wife and my family so they could see something. When they get out into the, into the real world, they know how to treat someone. And principle six, work hard at whatever matters. Seven, value loyalty. And we're getting away from that in our society today. And eight, principle, principle eight says empower and serve. And I think you not only empower the, your coaches and the people that work under you, in the, in the coaching profession, I think you need to empower and serve the players. Uh, principle nine, honor the profession. I wrote that in there because of the time I was going through. And I said then, don't cheat the profession and the people or the players that are under you. And I thought that was very important. And principle 10, leave a character legacy. Tell you what, Gary, as you went through those and addressing many of the issues that, um, you know, the young men and women are, are experiencing in the athletic arena today. Um, 
the principles one to ten, I, every single description that you gave and listed, I kept thinking more and more about, and he's not the only one, but the guy who's head coach at my alma mater, Mark Schmidt, um, this guy has really done a hell of a job there. And he, I think, is is exactly what you're talking about. From afar, and I know the coaching circle is a very tight group. I know it's kind of like a fraternity for you guys. You all know each other. Um, what has stood out the most, kind of a two-part question, what, is, what has stood out the most from your seat as far as what Mark has accomplished at Bonaventure? And, and slide him into those principles a little bit in terms of what you've seen and what you know that he's done. Well, I love what he's doing at St. Bonaventure because he's in he's in a, an environment where he can really pick, spend time with his players and, and develop them. And when I see, you know, that he's improving people, I see that every day. And the integrity and honesty that he shows on a consistent basis, I truly think he's doing that. And he's empowering and serving people. I see that. And, uh, and he's done something I, I, you know, he's truly honored the profession. Yeah. In areas I've never, you know, you know, a, a lot of people don't see. But in that last fight and final uh, principle, leave a character legacy. He will definitely leave that, you know. And I got a conclusion chapter that says the need for character coaches. And I was talking about that in the profession, and he's definitely one. Gary Waters, our guest, of course, a former head coach. At Cleveland State, Rutgers, and Kent State, his book is out online, Amazon.com, etc. Major bookstores where books are sold. Go grab it. It's called Ten Principles of a Character Coach. Gary, you had a really nice career at, at the places I just mentioned. Did you have a, a favorite place that you coached? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it was good at the end at Cleveland State. I mean, that those those 12 or 11 years, 12, 11 years. That was a there, great was, run. Yeah. Yeah, it really. And I had some great kids great character kids mm-hmm. and and i really enjoyed that experience but i'm going to tell you you know your first experience that you have the one we had at kent state where we went out went to two ncaa's sure. and, beat, and beat indiana and uh, number four seeded team oh, i remember I mean, that game man <laughs> well you know those are great times yeah. and, and when you're first starting out you know, you don't care what's out there. You're just trying to do your best and enjoy what you're doing, and you're not. And you don't. And you get caught up in the moments, and those moments were unbelievable at at, at Kent State. And by the way, uh, never sad to see Indiana go down. I was eight years old when Keith Smart made the shot. By the way, living in Central New York, so uh, <laughs> seeing Indiana go down is is never a problem uh, for me. Um, what what do you hope people say about the book when they get done reading it? Well, I want them to feel that, you know, that I want them to look at themselves and say, do I have character? Hmm. And that's the whole the whole design of this. You know, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing right now, Mike. I'm, I'm doing uh, character workshops for the police department. And and what I've, des- I've designed, a workbook, everything, so they can look at themselves and identify, am I doing, you know, am, 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 is my character in the right direction? And I, and I, if we did that in our entire society, just imagine what society we would have. And uh, and we need more of it, and that's why I'm bringing this forth. So you grew up in, uh, I, I believe you were born in Michigan, right? You grew up in, in Michigan as well, is that right? Yeah, Detroit, Michigan. Okay, right right there in, in Motown. Um, who, who were some of your favorite athletes growing up? 
Well, I came in the, during the era of uh, Spencer Haywood, um, uh, Ralph Simpson. Yeah. George Gervin was under me, but those were the guys that were playing when I was playing. Hmm. And that was those were some great times. You know, from I'm going to say from 1966 to 1972, that was an era that was unmatched around the country. There were more pros that came out of Detroit during that little short period of time. Then it all then it all disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. It was also a time where the NIT was enormous. I mean, people forget how oh, hu- yes. huge the NIT was. In fact, I'm wearing a 1977 NIT championship shirt, St. Bonaventure, right now. And it's funny because that banner hangs up in the Riley Center. I tell a lot of people who don't understand, like, Folks, that, that banner is, is like the equivalent of today, an Elite Eight or Final Four banner in the tournament. Oh, you're, exa- yeah. you're exactly right. But you don't have to go back that far. No, you don't. No, you're, right. you're right. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, when I was at Rutgers, we went to the finals and yep. played Michigan in it. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, I have never had a feeling like that in my entire hmm. life. You know, we were at Madison Square Garden. Uh, there's 22,000 people. Now, you know you're in, in near Rutgers, so 15,000 were Rutgers fans. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You know, you, you were a Matt Coach of the Year and a Horizon League Coach of the Year. I, there aren't many, you know, people who can say that they've won Coach of the Year in two separate conferences. That's That's got to be pretty good. Where do you... Where do you you know hold all your your trophies and accomplishments and plaques and all that? Do you have your own little your own, own little awards room, almost like your man cave coaching coaching awards place? You know, it's funny you say that. So you know, I now live in Tampa, Florida. Okay, and I'm in, uh, and, and I'm loving where we're at. I'm jealous. And I and I downsized to, to move here because okay. you know, we wanted to be on a single level, that kind of thing. <laughs> So it was no room for that stuff. Oh. I got I got in his storage room. All that stuff that's in there from history. I got you. Um, do you keep in touch with a lot of your former players, Gary? All the time. All Good. the time. I talk to two of them even today. And, you know, they call. I call. I mean, you know, it's something. You develop those relationships. Yeah. And that's why when I said leave a character legacy, a legacy leaves late relationships that, uh, that will never be broken. And they'll always remember you. And the players that I was associated with, I will never forget them. And I truly hope they'll never forget me. And and I tried to be the type of person that they that they could use in their life. And so that's you know that's what it's been all about. I wanted to highlight two guys. Uh, Roy Williams just retired from North Carolina, and where I'm sitting, I, I live about 15 minutes north of Syracuse in the Carrier Dome and Jim Beheim's program. You covered it for I've covered it for years. Um, Bayheim's still going, and who knows how long he'll go. But what 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 have you learned from those two guys, Roy Williams and Jim Bayheim? And, and and what have the relationships been like with those guys over the years? Oh man, let me tell you, I have a close relationship with both, primarily because we both, all of us, belong to Nike. And we were sponsored by Nike, and we would do Nike trips in the summer with our wives and their wives, and we'd play golf and just enjoy each other. Yeah. I got to know them extremely well, and I'm telling you, those are great, great men, and and they stand for the right things. And uh, Roy uh, is really close because I had a, a close relationship going on those Nike trips with Dean Smith, mm-hmm. so I got a chance to even know even his, you know, even his mentor. 
So I mean, and there when and I even write in my book about Dean Smith because I because I knew how strong he was in in in, in the character realm of our society. And uh, man, those are great people. Gary Waters, our guest here, a couple more for the former head coach in college basketball. Ten principles of character. Uh, of a character coach. The book is out, Amazon.com, major bookstores. Uh, make sure you go pick it up. Uh, Gary, of course, a successful head coach at Cleveland State and, and Rutgers and Kent State and um, regular season MAC titles, tournament titles, coach of the year in both the MAC and the Horizon League. You know, this transfer portal is out of control right now, Gary. Do you hate this thing as much as I do? It's just, it's out of control. Well, Mike, I, I was waiting for you to bring that up because oh. it's going all over America right now. And you know, I'm somewhat aware of all the stuff that relates to this transfer portal because that was the end of my time right before it happened. I was in, I was a, on a board member for the NADC, and I knew this was happening because of the fifth year uh, transfer rule. You remember that? Yeah. And that's and that was starting the you know because it, 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 I mean it depleted my program. Uh, I lost five guys in my last two years, and. And we knew that they were going to take another step and move in another direction because, you know, all the things that were occurring. And now it's at, I mean, you got a thousand people going and trying to transfer at once. And I'm trying to tell you, there's not enough landing spots for a thousand people. That's what's so scary. These guys get out there in this portal and they don't get a landing spot. Then they're just they're going anyway. Yeah, I, I just, it's gotten totally, totally out of control. In, in the book, with the ten principles that, that you mentioned, and you had gone through them a few minutes ago, Gary, what principle do you think that you took most seriously when you coached? Well, you know, uh, two of them. I, I can take two of them. I tried to improve myself every day, and I tried to improve the people around me. You know, I even mm-hmm. sent my coaches to seminars every year just and, and I would take care of it. I, one of my coaches came in and only had his BS degree, and I and I and I paid for his for him to go get his master's because I knew in his life he had to become better. So I, you know, that was important to me uh, in the, when I tried to empower them and serve them. But on, on the other hand, when I think about trying to improve people, I, you know, every player I hope came into my program and developed and improved. And and if you do that then your program is doing what it's meant to do. See, just getting ready, ready-made ready players and, and you don't want to do anything to help them enhance their life and the way they play the, the game of basketball, then you're really not coaching. Did you have a coaching idol when you first started getting into this thing and realizing, I want to do this? Did you did you have somebody you kind of followed and kind of tried to replicate? Two. Yeah. I had two. Uh, the coach I coached with that brought me into the game, his name is Jim Wink, W-I-N-K. He was unbelievable. He was at, when I was at Ferris State, he was the, I mean, when I played there, and then he brought me on the staff to coach with him. Uh, he was truly a character coach. That's where it originally started at. And he was the all-time winningest coach in Ferris State history, and even in Michigan at Highland Park High School, the all-time winningest coach. And he taught me so much, but he taught me so much off the court, and I really... You know, I, I'll never forget him for those things. And then when I started really taking it to heart, John Wooden was the one I really put all my emphasis on because he really, you know, I, you know, epitomized what character means and uh, and and what it what it what it takes to be successful in this world. 
Gary, something that really bothers me, and it has bothered me for a long time, in fact, probably more than right now with the transfer portal, by the way. So that, that just gives you an idea how much it bothers me. You know, I went to St. Bonaventure. I've covered Syracuse for a long time. I've been in inside the game. I love the game. College basketball is amazing. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. f- fan and now, you know, member of the media here for, what, 30, whatever, five or six years. And I, I'm no spring chicken anymore either. Um <laughs> But the, 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 the mid-major thing, um, you know, the, the non-Blue Bloods, the non-Power Fives, you know, you know all too well about how, I mean, there, there are great conferences, A-10 and the MAC and the Horizon, the West Coast, and there's a ton of them, and I could go on and on and on, and then you see in March that these teams really, really can play, and they've been able to play all year. When is college basketball, mostly the NCAA committee, when are they going to figure out that all of these teams are really, really good, that you can lose on any given day, not just in the tournament, but, but during the regular season? If you're, if you're Syracuse, Cleveland State comes in to the Dome and Cedric Jackson hits a buzzer beater off the backboard, right? Oh, damn right I do. It was made, right, it was, it was made 10 feet in front of me. I was sitting media row behind the backboard. I thought I'd throw that in there for you, by the way. Um, you know, so so that 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 goes in, right? But for example, fast forward to March, and you know their resume is up, and that's a bad loss. But if you yeah. it, it, right, but if yeah. you but if you beat them, it's not a quality win. You know, same thing if you go on the road and play, let's say a, a really good UB team at the time under Nate Oates. You win that game; it's not considered a great win. Even if UB goes to the tournament, you lose it. It's a bad loss. When right, when is college right. basketball going to figure out the mid major? Yeah, you know I've wondered that for a long time. Uh, they do they do have a new system in my, now where you get quality and quality wins and quality losses. I gotta be I gotta be fair on that, and that's helping some of them. And it's helping some of the mid major teams get into the tournament. Because, you know, you and I both know most of the mid-major uh, leagues uh, only have their one-team-only one, their, their one leagues. And so you want to have, an, you know, there's more than one team that's good in some of these leagues. Let's take like a team that goes the whole year and, and dominates the league and then all of a sudden lose in the tournament championship. And, and that team goes, but the team that won the league has, is only, can only go to the NIT. See, I think all that needs to be reevaluated and, uh, and, 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 and given more credence to what, you know, what is being played at the moment. And you want me to tell you one thing, Mike, let me leave you with this, that I believe why these teams are successful against the high majors when you get into these tournaments. Because, see, they're, they're, they're putting all the emphasis on what happens throughout the entire time and who they're playing against. But in that one game, in that one, that one time, Anyone can beat anyone at a given time, and if, and if you got any ability and you and you and you, and you got skills and everything else, because your skills went, may not be much different than the high major they so called them, you can beat that team. By the way, I just pulled up an old article, um, Cedric Jackson. I was just blown away. I'm still overwhelmed by it. I'm just lost for words. It, it was a time warp shot, right, Gary, that shot? I, I thought it was going in all the way. Right when I saw it, I, I can't remember who I was sitting next to, but I grabbed that individual by you know right there, and I said, grabbed, grabbed his arm, and I said, that, that, this is going in. This ball's going in. <laughs> 
yeah, I tell you, it was a it was an exciting moment for us. But you know what really goes unnoticed in that game? And you were at the game. I was. We literally controlled most of that game. Absolutely, you did. Down to yeah, that shot. yeah, yeah. You you guys were up. You guys were up sixty four to fifty nine. Um, with about two and a half left to go, I I, I do remember the Devendorf three pointer, um, right? That that got it to sixty four sixty two. But 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 for the most part, yeah, you guys were, you guys were in control. But let me tell you this: I felt good about the shot that you know we got credit for the shot. Yeah. Because if we didn't have a shot like this, it'd have never been been on uh, you know on the national scene. But because. It was a shot made like this against, you know, a power conference team. Yeah. I mean, every station wanted to put it on. So we, we got some air time, finally. No doubt, no doubt. Cuse was number 11 uh, at the time when you beat them. Final question for Gary Waters. What are you most proud of? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, the most thing I'm proud of, uh, and this is, is this going to hit you, is that when I became a head coach, over 90 Five percent of my players graduated. Wow. Now that's what I feel most proud of. You know, when you think of mid-major, that's what's important about that. Those guys go to go to a mid-major school, if you call it that, and they come away with a degree and they can better their lives for the future. And, and that's what I'm most proud of. And, and, and at the same time, I tried to work with them to have better character in regards to receiving that degree. And when you can do that, that's the best. That, that's the reason why you're in the profession. Yeah, that's awesome. 365 career wins as a head coach, terrific career. Kent State, Rutgers, and Cleveland State. MAC regular season champ in 2001. Two-time MAC tournament champ in 91, uh, 99 and 01. And, of course, a Horizon League regular season title in 2011 and a tournament title in 2009, he also won the Coach of the Year Award in the MAC uh, uh, circle there as well, the Mid-American Conference, terrific years in 99 and 2000, and a Horizon League Coach of the Year 2008. And now on the resume, an author, 10 Principles of a Character Coach. It's by Gary Waters. Go get it all over major bookstores uh, online where books are sold, Amazon, etc. Gary, this was amazing. Thank you so much and continued well, success. Okay. Mike, I truly appreciate it. For you giving me this much time, I truly appreciate it. Folks, I got to tell you about our good, good friends over at Manscaped. This spring sports season, man, you got to take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors from Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in sports, you got to be clutch, you got to avoid the upset and by the way, get that performance package from Manscaped to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Boy, that sounds like clutch play to me. Start taking care of your man parts today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code BRAWL for our exclusive offer. That's manscaped.com and use code BRAWL for our exclusive offer offer. Also, folks, a big thanks to DraftKings. Go ahead and open up that account. You get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks at DraftKings.com. Play with the leader in daily fantasy sports with DraftKings. Unbelievable interview with Gary Waters talking about his book and his career and some of those unbelievable moments. Cedric Jackson, I, it feels like yesterday. I remember the ball was inbounded and it was literally like a, a one, one and a half second type of a thing. Uh, and and Jackson heaves it from like 60 feet, maybe even more, 
and I was behind the backboard at the time, and I literally, the second it went up in the air, I look, I, my that's coming right in and right, it's coming right at us and right in. And uh, that was a hell of a win for Cleveland State on the road, and, and that stuff happens in college basketball, and that's why they've got to start to figure out, you know, that these teams can play. I mean, it you don't have to be a Power 5, you know, blue blood, uh, you know, look at what's going on with Loyola Chicago. I know they have a big campus, but they're not big in terms of ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten circles type of stuff. Um, you know, you, you look at the rise of VCU and Butler and uh, all these Cinderella teams and, and, and what we saw again in the tournament this year. So uh, I'd, I'd love to see more love for the little guys and more credit when they win and more credit for the big boys when they beat those teams as well because they're a lot better and they're given credit for through the regular season as well. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College for every and in life. Bryant and Stratton College classes are starting soon. Go ahead and visit bryantstratton.edu. Bryant and Stratton College, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And also a big tip of the cap, thank you to Rosie's Corner, Ken's Auto Detailing, Stanley Law Offices, and Dave Choate Artwork. Go find Dave Choate on Facebook and Twitter. All of his amazing, amazing illustrations. I've got a bunch of them. Uh, I own a Derek Jeter block. I own a five by a 4x6 Jeter coming out of the stadium, waving. Uh, he does great stuff. Just came out with a Patrick Ewing uh, just recently in celebration of uh, all the madness as well. So go buy uh, all the work at Dave Choate's website. Uh, as well, and you can find him on Twitter, uh, one of the terrific artists uh, going out there and a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. That website is DaveChote.com. That's Dave Choate, C-H-O-A-T-E, DaveChote.com. I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and of course on Instagram, Mike L Sports 1979. Be on the lookout for my ML Sports Takes and 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley segments all over Facebook, Twitter, IGTV, YouTube, and TikTok. Big time thanks to Gary Waters, the former head basketball coach, now author of a terrific book. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. (gasps) She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. We travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. With 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.